2: Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are glad you are with us, and uh, we've got a jam-packed show for you today, and we're going to kick it off with a uh, a friend of mine, which I've tried to get on the show for a few years. It's been 100% my fault. It hadn't happened yet, but I appreciate uh, Roy Durbin joining us today for Sportsman of Colorado. So, Roy, how are you, sir?
3: I'm doing very good today.
2: A good deal. All right, uh, man. So much to talk about here, and um, I know you're a, a very humble man, but man, you have been able to do a lot through your life. So, I want you to take a few minutes and just kind of tell you tell us about some of your awards and accolades that you've got, and a little bit of your hunting past.
3: Well. I'm not young, I'm 70, so I've been hunting for a long time. I, my earliest memories of hunting were walking along in a line with my dad through the fields hunting for pheasants, you know, where we would try to kick them up and he'd try to shoot them. I think I was maybe six. Uh, I've hunted ever since. Um, up to now, I think I've hunted in about 122 different countries. I have probably Gotten over 400 different species. Um, I don't remember the exact number. I've got somewhere in the area of about 35 world records with archery. Uh, SCI Safari Club International, their highest hunting award is the um, World Hunting Ring, and I've got that with archery. I do hunt with a rifle, but but traditionally I've mostly hunted with archery. Right and. Um, I think there are six people that have got that award in the last 50 years through Safari Club International. Hmm. So I've done a fair amount of hunting. Man,
2: that's so cool. Yeah. Archery, when you look at when you started to where it is today, wow, you talk about something that's really changed in equipment. That's been huge. (laughs)
3: I've done everything from a straight, you know, Native Indian type bow <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> to uh, the uh, highest tech, uh, uh, you know recurves and, and Olympic style and hunting style and and hmm. every crossbows everything I've done it all.
2: Right? Do you have a favorite?
3: The my favorite bow I've tried a lot of different kinds. I I like Matthews. I like the uh, cam system that they have. Um, I've done well with it, so mm-hmm. that's that's what I tend to go to first.
2: Right. When it comes to selection of broadheads, I mean, I guess it depends on the animal you're hunting and all, but has there been a, a constant that you've had great success
3: with? Broadheads have changed a tremendous amount over the years. Uh, a number of years ago, I never would have considered using a collapsible type of broadhead, mm-hmm. but they've come so far, and they shoot so close to what the practice you know points shoot that th- they have certainly improved uh, a lot it's not usually my first choice simply because I didn't start with them I usually like a, a fixed uh, right. um, I usually use maybe a 125 um, solid if I'm using big game I'll use a twin you know double blade and and I'll use a three-point blade if I'm Uh, hunting you know regular animals or Mm -hmm. anything from deer to elk right
2: and um, do you like um, like stalking or has most of this been like different blind hunts or what do you like to do Uh, I've done it again with that I know you've done it all (laughs) Um,
3: it depends on the animal that you're going after Mm -hmm. Uh, is some you may be driving back roads in Africa, sure. looking for tracks, and then get off and follow the tracks. I've done that with lots of different animals, including buffalo. Um, and others, you know, if you're hunting whitetail you know, from a tree stand, or over, if you're hunting over a water hole, or, right. uh, it just depends on the animal and the location. And I mean, It'd be pretty hard to hunt and stock you know, a bear, for instance, sure, sure. Um, whereas it might be pretty easy to hunt and stalk some pigs.
2: Yeah. Now, we have a mutual friend in Quentin Smith and Jordy with QRS Outdoor Specialties. And uh, so let's we can talk a little bit about that. We were just uh, in camp together a few weeks ago over in Meeker. Um, so tell us a little bit about QRS from your standpoint and Quentin and his operation.
3: Well, I've known Quentin for, I don't know, at least 25 years. Um, When I got my uh, World Hunting Award, one of the people that I credited with helping me a lot over the years was uh, Quentin and his uh, hunting company. I've had a lot of professional hunters around the world that have used as guides and he is in the top two Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I've ever used. but I've hunted with him both professionally and personally, in multiple countries, multiple states. Um, I know this is not a an ad for trying to get people to go to see him, but he'd be he's pretty hard to beat in no, my experience. Is. Yeah, no, absolutely.
2: So let's talk about that a minute. Just choosing outfitters and different things like that. Uh, Boy, I mean, I'm sure you've heard the horror stories and maybe even been through some on your own where you look at a website and you hear what they've got to offer and you get there and it's nothing like the website or different things like that. What would be your advice to people when they're searching out an outfitter to kind of, um, good questions to ask and ways to check them out?
3: Well, I've dealt with dozens and dozens of outfitters around the world and usually I'll try to get word of mouth recommendation rather than going on a website. I never go on a website. I might go to a hunting convention or SCI convention, and I'll talk to multiple people, both that I know, uh, other outfitters, people that have hunted with the person. I'll call up and I'll ask for a list of, of references, call those people up. Nowadays, I don't have to do that so much mm-hmm. because sure. I've known so many people, right. then they recommend another person um, if I'm going to a place that I need somebody that I don't know. But for a person that is just looking for an outfitter, you know, call up, talk to the person, uh, get some references, talk to those references, and uh, make sure that uh, you're going to get what you want to get.
2: Right. When you look at our state and our draw system and all that, any thoughts that you have just the way that Colorado kind of runs their their draw system?
3: I think Colorado does a pretty good job. They aren't overly expensive for people that are coming in from out of state. Mm -hmm. We have lots of different types of, uh, you know, environment, from you know, um, plains to mountains. And there's a lot of, you know, good outfitters. Um, I think that there are some animals, you know, if a person wants to hunt Rocky Mountain sheep, that it may take you forever to get a tag for. (laughs) I think I've been trying here for like 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) But for most animals, I think that you're going to be able to draw and uh, get something if not the first year, then Mm -hmm. then the next year.
2: Right. What are some of your other favorite states just that you've hunted in around?
3: I routinely, well, I'm not hunting for trophies anymore. Right. Uh, I, I've got enough trophies. I'm hunting for, for meat. So I hunt in Colorado. I hunt uh, routinely in Wyoming and Kansas and Texas. Um, occasionally I'll go back east. Uh, recently I went back to uh, Pennsylvania. I've um, gone down to Mexico. I plan to go back there. That's Pretty much, mm-hmm. I, I have hunted in, in New Mexico. Right. Um, so, you know, pretty much the surrounding Colorado states. Sure.
2: Now you mentioned trophies and everything, and we were talking a couple weeks ago. Um, you have been very forced to take some very nice bull elk. Uh, and what are a couple of the scores on some of your larger ones?
3: I've taken two bull elk over 465. <laughs> That's pretty big.
2: I mean, walk us through just those, maybe those two hunts a little bit of how okay. it happened and the range and different things like that.
3: One of them was in Canada and we had spotted a very large elk off in the, the distance. And we kept scoping and, and watching what its patterns were. And it would come down to water essentially twice a day. So we watched the, you know, direction that it would go, the path that it would follow. And um, on the day that I got it, we determined that it was probably going to be going down through one ravine towards the water in the afternoon. So I set myself up in the ravine standing behind a tree, and uh, um, and it did come down through the ravine, and I think I got it at 15 yards.
2: I mean, was your heart. <laughs> I know you're a pretty calm guy, but your heart had to be pounding a little bit that day.
3: Well, I think if it didn't, it wouldn't be worthwhile hunting. (laughs) (laughs) You know, a lot of people think that uh, hunting with uh, a bow is not as clean or not as safe. Mm -hmm. But those blades cut a lot, and if you have good placement, then that animal's going to go down. I've shot hundreds and hundreds of animals with archery, and... 90 or 95 percent of them have been 30 yards or less so mm-hmm. I don't take shots that I can't be sure of my target
2: mm-hmm. a lot of people call it your effective range hey the bow might shoot a certain distance the arrow might fly a certain distance but what are you good at right
3: if you go on um, the internet it you'll see me shooting a four inch target at 150 yards and hitting it that doesn't mean that I'm going to go out and shoot an animal at 150 yards. Sure. But if you practice at 75, 100, 150, whatever, it certainly makes a 30-yard shot less intimidating.
2: Mm-hmm. Roy Durbin is our guest, and I should say Dr. Roy Durbin. Uh, he has been, had a family medical practice here in the Denver area for a number of years and still does that part-time. And um, just wanted to get him on the show today and just talk about some of the things hunting here. Um so what would be some archery uh things that you've learned on on some hunts if you say hey here's some common mistakes that you can make if you're just getting into archery you know what would be just some advice for maybe somebody getting into archery and just kind of helping them out a
3: little bit get good equipment yeah everybody seems to think that the stronger the pull the better it's not true Mm -hmm. my Pull for most animals is about uh, 42 pounds. Um, when I've hunted uh, big game like uh, elephant, I've gone up to use 105 pound, but that takes specific practice and muscle building. Sure. So first I'd say don't overpower your bow, but have good equipment. Practice, practice, practice. People do this with rifles and with bows. They go out, buy new equipment, then they go hunt, and... And the excitement of the hunt, they can't hit what they're wanting to hit.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Remember that shooting at a target isn't the same as shooting at an animal, and experience will give you that ability, not to have you know hunting fever. Sure, <laughs> but, sure. Fever. <laughs> uh, but you have to practice somewhere, and targets are really important. So good equipment, not overpower your equipment, practice. And then have a guide that is specifically experienced with bow hunters. Mm -hmm. Because a person is a good guide doesn't mean he's a good bow guide. Yeah. Don't have huge expectations. If you want to get a eight pound, I mean, eight point uh, whitetail, and only a six-point comes by, and it's in your effective range, then you better take no, the six-point. Yeah, for sure. So I'd say that those are probably the main things.
2: Yeah, and I've seen that, too, where, you know, got. I mean, we all, you know, go to a range and stand square-shouldered and square-footed on flat ground, and we, we can pull back, but then rarely do you get a shot like that. Most of the time, you know, you may be kneeling, you may be sitting down, and you got to be able to pull that bow no matter what.
3: You gotta sure you're in right you got to make sure you got a c- right? <laughs> right, sure clear shot you know i mean there are a bunch of bushes and trees in the way uh, mm-hmm. uh um, what's your background what animals are in front or beside or if you're coming up on a herd of elk you know the, you, you don't have two sets of eyes looking at you you have a hundred so that's where some of the time and experience but specifically having a A guide that can help you now if you're not using a guide and not everybody can should or can afford to use a guide then going hunting with other people that have experience Mm -hmm. so that you can learn from them hunting is great I mean I encourage everybody to try it and bow hunting is great nobody should be afraid of it Uh, watch videos watch you know shows Um, the more you can learn about it the better Absolutely.
2: Once again, if you're just joining us, my name is Scott Watley. You're listening to Sports from Colorado, and Dr. Roy Durbin is our guest. It really worries me when I look at just seeing how young people aren't really following into hunting very much. It doesn't seem like, you know, if their fathers didn't do it and all that kind of thing. I mean, where do you see this whole hunting thing going maybe with young people and all? And what what could we do to maybe get more young people involved
3: in the hunting? Well, I grew up with hunting, and a lot of people and I did that, as well, yeah. yes, yeah, so. if you grew up rural and you grew up hunting, then it's kind of a traditional thing, and right. and that of course does pass from from father to son or father to daughter. And I think one of the things that I'm really encouraged by for the future of hunting is that I'm seeing more emphasis on persons that do hunt taking a friend. That doesn't hunt mm-hmm. along with them, even if they don't hunt just for the experience. Sure, and organization. Well, we we talked about Quentin Smith, uh, the fact that he works with uh, veterans organizations right, right. and works with uh, uh, handicapped organizations. You know, getting people that wouldn't normally be expected to get out and hunt. You know, and having them have the chance. Once they get out there and try it, not everybody's going to like it, but a number of them will. Sure. And I think that's where the future of hunting is, is in the people that have been given a chance to do it that didn't have a chance growing up. Right.
2: Well, again, Dr. Roy Durbin has been our guest. We're going to do this again. And, uh, man, this gentleman has a lot of experience. And so if you ever have any questions, uh, hey, maybe you're into archery and uh, you've got some questions, shoot me an email, scott at sportsmanofcolorado.com. And um, I will get those to Roy, and uh, we'll get him back on and maybe answer some archery questions or just hunting questions in general. So, uh, Roy, it's been great having you on. We'll look forward to doing this again, sir. Thank you for having me. All righty, right. You're listening to Sports from Colorado. we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more right after this. Now's the time to get into the outdoorsman's attic. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and you've heard me say many times, this is one of my favorite stores. The Outdoorsman's Attic's selection is incredible right now for all of your camping, hunting, and fishing needs. Just a few items to mention. All backpacks are 10% off, sleeping bags 20%, and Sitka gear 40% off of retail. They also have great deals on firearms and also tons of fishing gear down in the basement. And if your firearms need a little work or cleaning, see Scott the gunsmith and tell him we sent you. It's the Outdoorsman's Attic. It's Colorado's premier outdoor consignment store for the outdoors. They're located at 2650 West Hamden. Tell them Scott sent you.
4: KLZ's personal injury attorney, Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law, has a unique background that makes him a more effective advocate for you. He handles both criminal and civil cases. Most attorneys only do one or the other, but Kevin has almost 25 years of experience on both sides, which means he has more practice in the courtroom. Most personal injury attorneys will say they have experience in court, but since only about 10% of personal injury cases actually go to trial, those attorneys only appear in court once or twice a year. Because Kevin also takes criminal cases, he appears in court constantly. Kevin has a rare ability to present an argument that only comes from years of experience learning how to read a courtroom. KLZ's personal injury attorney continues to practice both civil and criminal defense because he believes the courtroom keeps him nimble. Trial tested, trial ready. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Schedule a free consultation now at 303 806 8886
2: Plus, don't forget to read their blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. Do you take your dog on hikes? Check out Hiking the Trail Safely with Your Dog. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe all pets deserve to have a good life. Call today, 303-708-8050, or check them out, LoneTreeVet.com.
4: Rush to Reason with
5: John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560.
2: Welcome back to Sportsman Colorado. Thank you again so much for being with us. Glad to have back in studio Tim Christofferson and Mark Ross from Shoot Indoors. Tim, good to see you, sir. Hey,
0: thank you. Good
2: to be back. Mark, good to see you as well, sir.
5: It's always good to be here.
2: All right. All right, Shoot Indoors, you've heard about them now here for a month or so with us on our show. They are located at 1310 South Abilene Street in Aurora. It is one of Colorado's newest indoor shooting ranges. You can check out the website at GoShootIndoors.com. And um, great, great place to shoot. And I'm telling you, hours are available. They are open, are 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Thursday. Fridays, 10 to 8. And Saturday and Sunday, 8 a.m.
0: to 7 p.m. So, Tim, been busy there. Yeah, seems like we're getting busier every day. Uh, word's getting out. We're still... Uh fairly new business here in Colorado Been open since July of last year. So uh, just making sure people know where we're at and uh, what we do. What are the type folks you see come in every day? I mean, I'm sure
2: you probably have some
0: that are the experienced shooters and then some not so much, right? Yeah, we really do see it all. Uh, We see people from all all skill levels and we welcome people from all skill levels. We really want to uh, build that foundation. And I know uh, we spoke on education the last time. Sure but education and helping new people into the sport and, and really showing them the proper way from the beginning is what we take a lot of pride in.
2: All right. So Mark, what do you really say, hey, you know, you've been with some other ranges uh, through your uh, work history, and what do you think is kind of different and nice about shooting doors?
5: Range safety officers and the employees. Okay. Uh, like Tim just said, we have and we welcome all education levels of shooting and skill levels right. and there's a big difference between skill level versus education level when you start talking about
4: mm-hmm.
5: gun ownership uh, it's nice to know that the people that are going to be there to help you probably have decades of experience right so it's not that we're trying to get everybody to do everything the same way mm-hmm so there's a lot of individualism that we put on. Right. The so range. what
2: what are the common some common mistakes that you uh, unfortunately probably you know have seen daily at some of the places you've been? But what are just some of the let's help people out when you go to a range. Here's what we expect as a range safety officer.
5: I think for me the biggest number one safety role is where is that barrel pointed. <laughs> If you follow that one alone, Mm -hmm. all the other incidents, nobody's going to get hurt.
2: Yeah, it's hard to get shot if the barrel's not pointing at you, right? (laughs) Yes, yes.
5: And uh, with gripping is probably the second one for me. Mm -hmm. That is the contact point that everybody has equal with on their gun. Right. So how you hold a gun is going to make things so much easier and comfortable for people.
2: Mm-hmm. And Tim, you know, a lot of times people will, will will meet or call the show and they'll say, you know, what's the best gun for concealed carry? I mean, you probably guys probably get that a lot too. And it's, you know, it's what, what can you shoot? What can you hold? And, you know, what fits you, right? So how do you guys answer that question?
0: Yeah, so we've got several rentals available. And uh, under one rental fee, you can try multiple guns. So we'll give you the opportunity to put different guns in your hand and see what you shoot better what feels better you know just the the right gun for you going to help you fit that gun to your needs and your purposes because you know just concealed carry beyond that maybe they never plan on carrying a gun mm-hmm. ever they want it for you know recreation or they want it for you know home defense and you know that falls into a different category so i would encourage somebody to come out and try something before you buy it Right. And we can put you know multiple size different firearms in your hands and really give you that opportunity to find out what does fit you best.
2: Right. So let's talk about the range a little bit. In the you have a dozen lanes, I believe.
0: Yep, we've got twelve lanes. Um, max distance is twenty five yards. Uh, so we've got seven lanes set up at twenty five yards, and we've got five lanes set up at uh, fifteen yards. Okay. So um, we've got some great uh, targetry. Uh, the target system is. is State of the art. You're finding your distance instantly. Uh, We've got cameras that will zoom in on your targets, so you can, you know, spend more time shooting and less time reeling targets back in to check them (laughs) out. So, sure. Hey, Mark, let's go through what you guys allow to be shot there
2: at the range, or maybe it's easier to say what you don't allow.
4: (laughs)
5: The easiest way to identify what we don't allow is birdshot or scatter shot, shotguns, buckshot, and slug. Muzzle loader, rifle, and pistol. Okay. Rifle anything up to 50 BMG on our range. Okay. Well, that about covers it That's everything. Sure. Yeah. Now, you
2: guys offer um, targets, okay, but we just like to be clear to people you do not sell ammo. We do sell ammo. or uh, ammo, but you don't sell guns. That's what I meant to We say.
5: don't sell guns, yes. Yeah. Okay. And um
2: how's that is it getting easier now to get ammo a little bit?
5: It's starting to find a little bit more consistency. Yeah. of what's available.
2: Man, it's been tough.
5: Supply and demand is definitely playing with ammo right now. Yeah. yeah. Cost included has escalated a little. We're starting to see it come down again. Uh but something that everybody always seems to like to play with are the ARs. Yeah. The cost of
2: and that goes quick (laughs) ammo
5: for five five six or two two three is just don't even really know how to even describe it other Mm -hmm. than really is it that much right now? Sure, but we see and we're able to find it. Yeah, I know Tim is constantly looking for comparable costs
2: for ammo. Once again, we're talking about Shoot Indoors, the official range here of Sportsman of Colorado. And they're located at 1310 South Aveline Street in Aurora. The number is 303-658-0011. You can check out the website at goshootindoors.com. Now, open to the public, but there are some memberships, so whichever one of you guys kind of want to address memberships a little
4: bit.
0: Yeah, we've got some great membership options available for you. Uh, If you're utilizing the range more than once a month, really a membership is going to be the way to go. Um, One that is the best value, in my opinion, would be our early bird membership. starts at uh, $30 a month. Uh, That gets you a weekday daytime hour, so Monday through Friday, 10 to 5 uh, unlimited range access for for that time period so okay. for retirees or people that are working night jobs or you know whatever it kind of you know it'll it'll fill that gap uh, the slowest part of our day can be the best part of your day Sure,
2: so. sure sure and then if somebody wants to be able to reserve time on weekends what is that membership
0: uh, so that's our core membership so the core membership is all open hours seven days a week uh, for $40 for an individual, uh, $65 for, uh, a couple or a dual membership.
2: Okay. Well, that's very
0: reasonable. um, And that, that membership includes all of your range access too. you're not paying a per visit fee. So all your, all your range time is covered by just the membership payment. Right.
2: And Mark, we've talked about this before, but you know, safety is key and you guys, uh, do something. You kind of do a complimentary safety class. Tell us about that.
5: Yeah, that's, uh, twice. A Wednesday during the week. Uh, Safety is probably the largest thing, and we do the free firearm safety class. Uh, Class starts roughly six to seven, and then range time is available afterwards with an instructor to help. Okay. And just educate more because a lot of us that have been uh, touching and using guns and firearms for decades. It's a very perishable skill. Mm-hmm. The one perishable skill that we should never lose is the safety of firearms. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And
5: that's what we're trying to stress. Right, absolutely.
2: Now, what about um, kids and all? Parents wanna bring kids in and shoot. I mean, how do you how do you kind of work with that as long as the parent thinks the kids of age and could be safe or how do you guys work that?
5: Maturity level with people varies. Right. We like to see The uh, young adults start early, and that is going to be defined the maturity level of the young person. Uh, My kids have been shooting since they've been four and a half and five. Wow. And it's just the idea of not every 10 year old is equal across the board. So we want the parents to decide. Right. Normally, I would say, to keep it across the board, I would say five-year-olds and higher if the parent is willing Mm -hmm. and they think the maturity level is there. Right.
2: Once again, it is Shoot Indoors. They are located at 1310 South Abilene Street in Aurora, the number 303-658-0011. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more right after this. For over eight years, you've been hearing me talk about Phoenix Weaponry in Berthard hey this is scott Watley, your host of sportsman of colorado here once again to tell you why phoenix weaponry should be your choice to build your new custom firearm phoenix weaponry is a custom firearms manufacturer with a combined experience of over 45 years the phoenix family can master even the most unique idea phoenix weaponry manufactures of precision custom parts for ars and builds custom precision rifles as well as a full line of pistol shotgun and rifle suppressors whether you're experienced connoisseur or a new enthusiast let phoenix weaponry build you a dream rifle or a range blaster phoenix weaponry is your one-stop shop for all of your firearm needs owner aaron casey says our attention to detail and one-on-one customer service sets us apart from our competition do it yourself or complete bills at phoenix weaponry They're there to help you build your dream gun. Call them today, 720-340-2496. If you can dream it, Phoenix Weaponry can build it. 720-340-2496. Or check them out at phoenixweaponry.com. Chevy, find new roads. When it comes to customer service, D&D Tire takes it to the next level. Yes, you will receive great customer service from this family-owned company, but there is a difference when you add customer care. You see, at D&D Tire, they care about your safety and your car, and they understand mechanical problems, tire replacement, or flat tires never come at a convenient time. But at each of the D&D Tire locations, two in Aurora and one in Parker, you will find a courteous staff and technicians that have the knowledge and experience to take care of all of your automotive needs. Right now, buy four qualifying tires and rebates are up to $150 when using your Goodyear credit card, subject to credit approval and terms and Conditions apply. DD Tire Service, your one stop shop for all of your automotive needs. Check them out at dndtireservice.com.
0: Hi, this is Chris Kane with 303Roofer.com. If you're looking to put on a new roof because of hail, give us a call at 303 390 1382. We'll give you a cash price, which means you'll most likely get to keep some of your insurance money instead of giving it to us. It's your money, we know that, and we'll price the work accordingly. So give us a call today, 303 390 1382, or go to our website, 303roofer.com. Have you
2: been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? We'll look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, Yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference.
5: Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560.
2: Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado again. Thank you so much for being with us. We're going to go to the phones now and talk to uh, a gentleman we talk to at least once a year, sometimes a couple of times a year. But we are ready to get it with the hunting season, and it's Dylan Dawson with OnX Hunt Maps. Dylan, great to have you back on Sportsman of Colorado. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. Yeah, thanks for for having me back. It's been, like you said, about a year. I know, man. We good. We
2: need to do it more often here. But I tell you, with the crazy times, it has just been insane. So I think all of us are ready to get out in the woods here pretty quick. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) Man, no doubt. Well, on a personal matter, uh, we were discussing before we came on this show, uh, you and your wife have a new baby, so congratulations. That's very cool.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I know it's exciting times for sure. And uh, gearing up for the season, we're about a week. And a few days away here in Montana before, um, archer season kicks off. Okay. So it's, it's busy times. It's uh, a little hectic trying to make sure I got babysitters and somebody to watch the little one while (laughs) I'm out chasing out for opener, but, um, we'll be in good shape. I'm looking forward to it.
2: Absolutely. Well, Onyx Hunt Maps, and uh, I'm just going to say, probably assume it is the number one hunting uh, map out there because everyone I know uses it, and since we've met, uh, boy, I tell you, uh, learning more about it each year and all that, but I'm telling you, it is a valuable tool. So take just a minute and maybe, uh, again, for people who hadn't caught you before and maybe they just had an introduction to Onyx, kind of the background a little bit of it and, and, and where you guys have grown it over these few years.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, Onex was founded in 2009, um, and it, it started out with a micro SD card um, that came preloaded with the state's data that you could put into a, a Garmin GPS, for example, and it would show you property boundaries, where the public and private lands are, who own that private, private property, etc. Um, it has since evolved um, a lot since then. And now, really, the, the main thing that we have that we provide to customers is a phone application. So now, you just go to the App Store, search for Onyx Hunt, download that app to your phone. Um, it does come with a free seven-day trial, risk-free trial there, so you can try it out, make sure it's going to work out for you. Um, but essentially, it it offers all of that on your phone, plus so much more. So it is, um, it turns your phone or tablet into a handheld GPS. A lot of people don't realize that... The phones that you walk around in your your within your pocket um, actually has a GPS built into it. And so we provide the uh, private and property boundaries, the aerial imagery, the topographic maps, and a ton of different layers you can turn on and off that we'll dive into here in a second. But um, essentially, you can see your GPS location on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, if I'm walking up to a property boundary that has no fence, no indication that it's going from public land to private land, I can look right on my phone, see my GPS location and say, okay, I'm within, you know, eight feet of that, that boundary there. Um, So long story short, you know, it turns your phone into a handheld GPS. It does work without cell service. Um, A lot of people um, don't quite grasp that, but as long as you save the area before you're, before you lose cell service, um, it works just as good without cell service as it does with, Um, but yeah, I mean, some of the main layers, obviously people are mostly buying the app, um, for private and public boundaries. So it'll show you if it's forest service, BLM, state, et cetera. And if it's private, it will also show you who owns the property so you can get in contact with them for access. Um, but we have a ton of other layers like historic wildfire layer. Um, it will show you on the map where areas have burned and then also what year. So for scouting for elk, for example, you know, you can look and, and find those two to four or five year old fires um for the transition zones. It also shows you current wildfires, um and about a daily update on those. So mm-hmm. as we approach into a hunting season that, you know, I don't know about down there, but up here in Montana the fires have been horrid and yeah. I think it's been very smoky
2: and, here. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I can check daily and see the progression of those fires, see if they're um, coming into areas that I'm going to hunt, et cetera. So, those are two examples of a ton of different layers and things you can do um, within the app, but you can also mark waypoints, track yourself, anything that GPS can do, um, our app allows you to do on your phone.
2: Right. And I uh, I heard something that you were on, I can't remember where I heard it, but you guys were talking about uh, RMEF and NWTF layers.
1: Yeah. Yep. So, we, we work. Uh, very closely with a lot of different organizations. These are two great ones that we're able to work with. Um, So the RMEF layer, we show all the RMEF access points. Um, Very, very cool layer. So if you turn that on, you'll see the RMEF logo. The more that you zoom in, you'll start to see different boundaries. And then if you tap on those, um, even more information will come up and let you know kind of what the access project is. A lot of the times on X has been involved in those access projects with ArmyF and then the NWTF layer shows um, by county it will show all the different records of uh, turkeys that have been harvested and in the records submitted to NWTF we kind of digitize that and show that on the map so yeah there's I mean there's soccer <laughs> for 40 minutes on all the layers
2: sure. Absolutely. Once again, if you're just joining us, uh, Dylan Dawson is with us from Onyx Maps, onyxmaps.com. And that's just like it sounds, Maps.com. So you do put your plane on airplane mode, right? Yep.
1: yep. Okay. So what you do is you uh, save the map while you still have service. And then when you get out there, um, you just turn your phone into airplane mode, which also saves battery, anyways. So sure. it's highly recommended. Even if you're going to an area that has limited service, or you know, if you if you don't need your phone to make a call or a text, um, throw your phone into airplane mode, save that battery life, and then it will work just as it did, you know, from the comforts of your home.
2: Right, and then also you can enlarge these maps uh, pretty good, right?
1: Yep, for sure. So um, you know, you can save different versions or different uh, levels of detail if you will so you can save um, a a very large area so for example I have the entire um, state of Montana saved with the large area so it doesn't take up a ton of storage on my phone um, and it allows me to at least see the roads trails game management units private public etc now it won't give me a ton of detail when I zoom in on a particular location But that's where the medium and then um, the high-resolution maps come into play. So, as I said, I've got pretty much the whole state of Montana saved. um, And then the areas that I focus on that I hunt, I go in and save a medium or a high-resolution map. And that will allow me to zoom in all the way down and, you know, pinpoint a particular tree with aerial imagery or a rock that, say, a a deer is bedded under. Um, And you can save multiple maps. Um, and overlay those on top of each other
2: now should you because uh, I mean you know this time of uh, what we're in a lot of people are buying and selling land all that maybe different owners should every year you re- kind of refresh that of what you've saved I mean you don't use the same one for five years right
1: yeah no absolutely that's a great point um, we actually built into the app now um, to where you don't have to resave those maps. All you have to do is go into your save maps and it will show an update available. Oh, wow. Um, what that is indicating is that something has changed since you last saved it. So it could be game management unit boundary or private landowners changed or different walk in access points. Um, and so now all you have to do is just tap to refresh essentially so it redownloads that same map um, but with the updated data.
2: Right. And then also you can do something, uh, and again uh, I'm trying to remember what I've heard you on a podcast I think, and you guys were talking about a, um, almost like a species, different species waypoints. You can do elk, deer, whatever.
1: Yep, yep. So I I don't know the number off the top of my head, but we have a lot of different um, waypoints. So all the way from whitetail to elk to elk wallow, you know, shed waypoints, moose, sheep, goat. Um, you know, we rub. At, we've, we've got all sorts of different waypoints that you can customize your map with, and then on top of that, you can also now change the color of those waypoints. So, for example, you could uh, organize them by color, by year, or all of my elk waypoints might be red, my dild- meal deer waypoints might be yellow, my you know water waypoints are blue, etc. Mm. So you can customize those as well as photos to an individual waypoint to look back on.
2: Wow. And, you know, uh, as I was mentioning before we came on air, um, one thing I think you guys do uh, super good is you listen to uh, hunters, you listen to your, your customers, your clients. Uh, things they want and probably if you know if you don't do something somebody mentions there's a reason but man you guys have just done a super super job of really and you're hunters yourself that's what's cool you know it's hard when you get into products and you talk to someone and they don't even use it so i mean <laughs> i mean you guys have the infield experience to to really see why you do change something but man you're constantly changing things to improve
1: yeah no and, and i appreciate uh recognizing that and, You know, that is one of the the big things that we pride ourselves on is listening to our customers and, you know, giving them what they want, not what we think that they might want. Um, And as you said, it it helps that we're in the field as as much as possible. And I would consider myself a customer as much as an employee for the company. Um, You know, it's just one of those things that I, I hear it time and time again once you use it. Um, you know, people come up to me at trade shows or give us a call, and they're like, I don't know how I could hunt now without it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's exactly how I feel. You know, I was, I was a customer well before an employee for the company. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's an incredibly valuable tool.
2: Sure. Now, there are also things with, like, the forecast, weather and wind, barometric pressure, all that, right?
1: Yep, yep. So you can uh, look up the weather, um, extended forecast. Um, we have, like, moon phases, so as I'm planning my elk hunting this year, I can go in and look and see what the moon phase is going to be uh, for a particular time in September. Um, barometer, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, of weather info there as well. Um, and we are working on a couple of uh, cool new features, um, kind of tied around the weather that aren't out yet that I can't speak too much on, but okay. um, stay tuned, it'll be pretty cool.
2: All right. And I believe the um, the boundaries are kind of marked like uh, like like state uh, deals are marked in blue, uh, BLM yellow, and your uh, national forest is in green. Is that right?
1: Yep, correct. Okay. So we basically took, you know, the, the standardized um, colors and applied it to our map. Um, so, you know, what you see on your old paper maps is essentially what you're going to see on ours. And then also... Um, you know the the private property boundaries are outlined in red so you can see the boundary you can tap on it see how many acres that uh location is uh get a tax address an owner's name and if you're so inclined to try and get permission you can use that information to help you out
2: okay great now let's just run through these three real quick but you've got your in your uh when you view the three in 3d you can choose satellite the topo or hybrid base map so kind of just run through those a little bit maybe explain that and then we'll get into some options on membership
1: yeah for sure so the aerial imagery is kind of what you would expect it's uh if you will a, a google um imagery type deal for, for people who are familiar with that it is satellite images of of the ground so when you're on that you're going to see you know tree cover or an open park or you know a parking lot you, you can zoom in and see all that detail um Topo, um, you know, for anybody not familiar, essentially topo lines show contours. Um, So we have topo for the entire um, country where it'll show different intervals of contours. The closer together the topo lines are, the more steep it is. Um, And we do have a lot more in-depth, you know, breakdown of how to read topo and et cetera on our website, but that's kind of a, a super brief overview. Okay. And then hybrid will actually show you both. So it'll show you the aerial imagery with the topo lines over top. Right. Um, so that one's going to show you tree cover, um, different basins, and then also have the contour lines baked in. So that one's kind of my go-to personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 3D, as you mentioned. So we just launched our new 3D on the web platform um, for e-scouting. It's incredibly helpful. Um, You can now see all the the layers. You can mark waypoints, et cetera, right on the computer as you're scouting, and then all of that data transfers seamlessly over to your phone. Um, We do also have 3D on iOS right now, um, and we're working on some improvements um, for the phones here, here shortly with that.
2: Okay, very cool. All right, let's tell them how they can get it and what your different memberships are.
1: Yeah, so we we offer two different memberships. As I said early on, we do have a free seven day trial. So you just go to the app store, search Onyx Hunt, get it downloaded, uh, set up a free account, and then you get it free for a week. Uh, we don't charge you after or anything like that. And then after that, we offer two different memberships. Um, we offer a premium membership, which is for one single state. Um, that one runs twenty nine ninety nine a year. So thirty bucks a year gets you. All the data you could want, um, GPS functionality, offline, everything for one state. And then we have our elite membership, which is nationwide, all 50 states, um, full coverage there. The same same uh, information for each state, but it also will provide you with our elite benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those include discounts to different select uh, industry companies, um, free service to Topret, uh, which provides draw odds and stats for Western hunting, and then a free digital membership to Hunt and Pool. Um, and they provide a ton of different information through their e-magazine and just some of the, the most uh, knowledgeable folks about units and where to apply, et cetera, um, out there. So lots of cool new stuff with Elite, um, plus the 50 states, and that one runs 99.99. So. 100 bucks a year for that one will get you covered.
2: Yeah, and I tell you, you know, we were in uh, uh, Hayden, Idaho, just right out of Coeur d'Alene at the 1st of August visiting a rel- relative, and it, and it was just cool just to kind of pull it up and, and just kind of look around at, you know, just different places. So even if you don't think you may ever hunt somewhere else, I love that one because no matter where I go, I can just kind of pull it up and get a look, and then all of a sudden you might think, man, this would be a good place to hunt, you know? So, I, man, that's a great
1: value to me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things too that I find myself using it more and more for just day to day activities. I mean, we bought a new property, um, and you know, as you're moving in, it's like, you know, what's my neighbor's name? I can pull it up and see how many acres they own and what their name is and yeah. um you know, or sharing waypoints, you know, I can send you a waypoint to a trailhead or We're just going to go have dinner. I can drop a waypoint where I'm at and send it to you, and it shows right up in your app. Yeah, come come help me uh, get my elk. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's been used a few times. Yeah,
2: no doubt. Well, Dylan, hey, man, I appreciate it. And, folks, listen, I'm telling you, if you haven't used this, I'm sure you've heard of it, but if you haven't used it, take a look at the website, onxmaps.com. And I'm telling you, just my personal preference, I would do all 50 states, $99. That's a great value, Get you a lot of information. And um, it's a great deal. And, uh, Dylan, I tell you what, we'll, we'll try to do this again. I know it'll get busy for both of us over the next couple of months. We'll try to get you back on. And, man, we appreciate all you do for us, and um, we look forward to it.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for having us on, and uh, good luck this season.
2: All right, you as well, sir. All right, Dylan Dawson with Maps, onyxmaps.com. I want to thank all of our guests today, but mostly thank you for joining us for Sportsman of Colorado. Just a quick reminder now, Saturdays 1 to 2, Sundays 8 to 9 a.m., and again 7 to 8 p.m. right here on KLZ 560 for more of Sportsman of Colorado. Have a great weekend.